What's going on, everybody? This is James Grandmaster Facts Voice, and this is another episode of the Facts Project. Today, very special guest, second time on the program, Lawrence King from Constant Hustle Com- Comics and creator of such uh, eloquent indie uh, comics as The Last Line, Avery the Astonishing, and what we're basically going to be talking about today, Eviction Bellum. Thank you for being here, brother. No problem, brother. Thank you for having us, man. Yeah, I appreciate man. that. Look, man, well, last time I seen you was uh, around August. Uh, right. Up in Philly. And right. uh, we were we were literally going to get there. We were going to get there to talk about Eviction Bellum 1. And we didn't. But right. necessarily, I got the book. I read right. it top to bottom a few times. And I got a good amount of questions going All into right. exactly how uh, how I feel as though this is going to be crafted because I'm looking forward to book two coming out. All right. Coming out very soon. All right. So um, it, for, for anybody that has uh, has not basically had any knowledge of your company, uh, tell everybody about Constant Hustle Comics. Well, uh, Constant Hustle Comics is a uh, 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 is a uh, uh, company of creators. Uh, well, I, I started it, the company itself, um, years ago, but we, we've only really been doing our thing for about three years now. Um, it started, the first book started with, uh, uh, the first book that we put out was the last line. Um, and, uh, from that, from it being a one creator, uh, 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 company it's now a six creator company. And, um, we have all kinds of different lines coming out. We have, uh, 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 Chris Keller, who's a novelist who's coming out with, uh, with a wild child and, and, all of that, uh, all of that, that's coming out, and then we have uh, 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 Amber Hubbard, who's coming out with um, Kasai, the creator, mm-hmm. which we have going. We got Richard Hahn that's coming out with um, um, Pancho and Cisco. We have uh, uh, Charles Simpson, who already had uh, um, Zero Gravity One. He and I are going over what we're going to do for Zero Gravity Two. Um, so we're uh, uh, we're moving along, and then we have the Eviction Bellum. Uh, 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 crossover event which basically covers all of uh 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 all of well not most of constant hustle comics heroes and villains um and as far as like uh like to get off of the like mainstream comic type we have mangas from uh, uh frost and uh we have a manga from ashley cheatham uh that's uh uh frost's celestium and uh uh, Ashley's is um, Grim Hero, mm. so Grim Hero number one, number two. He's coming out. He's he had an opportunity to go, go on a bigger scale with number two, so he's doing that. But uh, Grim Hero number one is uh, uh, that that's that's with us. Bad man. So in the midst of the amount of projects that you got coming out, uh, mm-hmm. one of the biggest things that I would say that made made uh made us as i would say put put a big name and a target on uh constant hustle as a as a great indie publisher was the intricate collaboration that you had with wingless comics and concept moon when you started uh doing nightfall um right so like uh, th- that collaboration of course got me to to know you for the first time and got right. me introduced to a lot of the projects that you basically had namely the one that we're going to talk about today eviction bellum Mm-hmm. So in the midst of this book, 
you, uh, of course, having a lot of individual projects, whether it has been Avery, the astonishing last line, zero gravity, um, have decided amongst all of your, all of those many individual product um, projects to create this graphic novel, a multiversal graphic novel that you felt as though was needed not to do as a singular issue, but to do as a graphic novel. So, um, when uh, Dwayne Welch was uh, who who is the the uh, you know intricate mind behind this whole thing, mm -hmm. when he and I were talking about the book to start with, he was like, "Okay, it's it's like six individual issues, and um, uh, it's spanning this and it's spanning that, and so far, yeah, so far we've been like uh, all the, all of our." Uh, uh, all of our creators have been doing like single issue editions. Uh, 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 mm -hmm. Like the last line number two is going to be out within the next few months. Right. And but um, for the most part, we only have issue ones going. So when when Dwayne came to me and we started talking about this, I said, "Well, why don't we just do the whole thing, and that way they can have one big arc to look at, while the second editions for all these other books are coming out." Gotcha. So um, that was the idea. So I said, we'll just split it into two. That way, the first edition or book one will will be between, you know, 60 to 80 pages. And then book two will be about the same. So when they're done, like in this in this Kickstarter campaign, we, we're going to have coming up on the 27th. Yeah. There'll be a tier on there where you can get the physical book. And the physical book is going to be like 140 pages long. Mm. I mean, it's only right. So right. uh, to to backtrack a bit, like how did uh how did your, well you basically just told me how Dwayne pitched this to you, but how did you come to have this partnership with Dwayne to where you've created this multiversal event within Constant Hustle Comics? Well, um, Dwayne and I go way back to where we uh, uh started, uh where we first. Uh, knew of each other was in uh, he and I were both involved in the Powerverse, Vincent uh, Vince White's Power uh, Powerverse, and um, we knew of each other from there. And uh, when neither one of us was involved with that anymore, we uh, always backed each other's projects. Gotcha. Because we we all you know we we knew one another. We knew what our uh, uh, strengths were, what our weaknesses were. You know this and that and that and this. So we trusted one another, which is a big thing to have in indie comics is trust. It's true. So when, uh, um, when I went to him with the idea of coming aboard constant hustle comics, it was, it wasn't, I didn't have to really uh, convince him of anything. Mm -hmm. I just said, Hey, look, man, we, we just stronger in numbers. You know, uh, uh, Dwayne is the type of person where if he reads your book, your script, you can take what he says as constructive criticism and you know he's only trying to make your script better. Right. Somebody to take their ego out of it and just really tell you, hey, you know, I think your character is maybe do doing too much of this too quickly, doing too much of that too quickly. There should be, you know, there should be a, a maybe a beat here or a beat there or maybe so he's that type of person right and 
very intricate in 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 how he feels through the story and everything like that. So it like I said, it, it didn't really take him much to want to come on board. And once he came on board, um, and we put out SF3, and he already had Carnivore out, but it's it's now it's out through us. And then SF3 being through us, and uh uh he wrote the uh, 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 the script for the upcoming Kasai. That's Amber Hubbard's uh, uh, character, and I'm doing the editing on that. And um, it's just it, it it was a perfect fit. So when he came to me and said, "Hey, look, this is the idea I have about for this uh, uh, this big, you know, um, multiverse odyssey." And this is the reason why it's happening. And I, I want to get everybody else on board because, you know, we have a creator's chat where we all talk about what's going on and everything. Right. He comes on and says, hey, you know, I want to use some of you guys' characters for this and for that. The thing I have to say about him is whenever somebody said, OK, you can use this character, you can use that character. But when um, when somebody said that, he was able to talk to that person, figure out what it was about their character and make sure that their character fit the narrative and what he was trying to do. Right. So it's not just using the character for the character's sake. It's actually having something to say with that character. It's actually having that character be an intricate part of the story and add to the story. Mm -hmm. So when he, you know, started sending me the scripts, <clears throat> Excuse me. And I was looking through them. Everything just made sense. Okay. Everything made sense. And um, and it was very ambitious. You, you, you got to figure it like this. The first volume one or book one for in uh, uh for uh, eviction bellum has three different artists, mm -hmm. three different anchors, three different colorists. The same writer. And uh, 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 two different editors. I'm one, and uh, Greg Elise is another one. <coughs> so that's extremely ambitious for yeah. uh, in, in indie, uh, uh, especially for an indie company. Especially and when I for say one indie, project. Right, in one project. So I'm not, <coughs> when I say indie, I don't mean, oh yeah, for an indie company like Boom or Dark Horse or something like that. I'm talking about, like you know already, a true indie company mm -hmm. to 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 do that much that fast. So that's why I want to once once he said it all, I was one. I jumped right on it, and then I started getting pages. And he sent out you know uh, uh, the book to me, and we looked over the book and <clears throat> small little changes or whatever had to happen, but I'm I'm. I couldn't be more proud of it, of the project as a whole. And it's one of those things that you have to pay attention to. You don't have to know all the characters to know their motivation. Right. Because the book explains their motivation. It does. <clears throat> so that works, to, that works to our advantage. We are going to have a, uh, uh, because with uh with um the characters being constant hustle comic characters what we can do is when the when the kickstarter comes up we can um we're going to have every person who every 
part of the book or every part, yeah, every part of Eviction Bellum, their first books will be heavily discounted if you get that particular tier as well. So uh, at, at one point, at what point did you say, you know, when it, when the creation of the script started to happen, um, at what point did you say, yeah, this is going to be a graphic novel rather than rather than individual issues? Was it well, pitch, was it pitched as such? No, he he pitched it as six separate books. Mm-hmm. So I said, I, I understand the six separate books because he said, you know, six parts to the to to it being done. Mm-hmm. I said, I get that, but you know, like I know, six separate Kickstarter campaigns. Regardless, you could even if you ran it, at most you'd be able to do three a year. Right. At most, you'd be able to do three a year. Mm-hmm. So I said, why don't you? Why don't we just um, run them to where we got half and half, and people are going to want to know that. <clears throat> people are going to want to know that within a year, which it's been a year, yeah, they'll have the whole thing done, and they'll be able to get the whole thing in a in a paperback, and we're going to get that completely completely done. It's going to be amazing when, when you get a chance to look at it, but they'll have the whole 140 pages in their hand, completely done that whole story. Mm. So they don't have to wait for the next one and they don't have to wait for the next. I mean, this is not our last crossover event by far, but right. at least this event, the eviction bellum event will be done all in their hands. Wow. <laughs> Now, uh, maybe maybe you're able to speak to this, but how did Dwayne write so many different timelines in creating a multiverse? That's got to be difficult all in itself to have that many characters through right. that many timelines, totally se- separate scenarios. I mean, within the six books, it what literally I can say for myself because I read the first three. Right. Like, there's so many scenarios where it all has to meet at some point in time. So it, it, it eventually I'm, I'm going to be sure that by the time I hit book two, that everybody's going to start to meet, but you start to see the scenarios in which they're starting to, they may be able to cross paths at some sort, sort of time. Right. Like how did he like manipulate that to do that? Like it was, um, he, he had the idea in his head for a while, but, um, it was, he was able to stay on top of them. And it, it was a daunting task. I know that because he and I would talk about it a lot. And I said, all right, well, uh, you can use this character. All right, well, what's that character's, you know, pluses or minuses or or how does that character do this? How does that character do that? So he had a lot of it written out. Mm. Or he had the general idea written out. He just had to put in what character would fit best here, what character would fit best there. And then as he was writing it, it changed a little bit here and changed a little bit there. He, I, I don't know how he, he did, it didn't seem to stress him out too much. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how it couldn't have, because it would have had me, it would have had me wrapped around something. Right. It, <laughs> it seemed like in perspective, like it, the way that somebody would write this, it would ultimately confuse that person or it right. might, or it might confuse the artist. Right. Right. Well, I think that's the good part about, um, about him having different artists with this one mm-hmm. was uh, 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 having them just work on their piece 
they didn't have to worry about what came before them or what goes after them. Right. Other than, you know, how the characters look and things of that nature. Yeah. But he, he was the man, he kept it, he kept it all together. He was sending me scripts and we would, you know, talk about the script here and talk about the script there. But he was, I mean, he was genuine to it. And <clears throat> it's funny because the idea of it, like all of this is happening just because basically, in my opinion, he he his opinion would probably differ, that like two villains or supervillains just become bored. Yeah. They're at a certain level, and one is like, I, I think I, I think we can reach another level, mm-hmm. not caring about, you know, worlds or universes that have to die because of that. Yeah. They're just moving chess pieces around, trying to figure out who's uh-huh. better at the game than the other person is. And that's that was the part that I I I liked the most because once everybody figures out what's going on, yeah. Then everything starts to switch at that point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I I can't take anything away from him. He really did an amazing job with it. He really did. Now, just to speak on what you just said, the main mm-hmm. protagonist, Crude and Lord Omegas. Right. So the, when they basically get to that agreement, they're basically talking about the divisiveness of basically breaking apart the multiverse and causing mm-hmm. anarchy. Mm-hmm. But it, it ultimately, in the means to do so, I, I remember reading the synopsis and thinking, OK, is there going to be like some type of tournament of power or something like that? But no, it's it's more so like uh, the two the, they have to kill off at least two champions in order for the construct to be broken to the point where it can't fix itself. Because these people, um, these these uh, was it three champions or four champions? are so pivotal to the multiverse and how it's how it's constructed that right. if two of them were to either disappear in death or just ultimately do away with each other that would cause chaos right and 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 they don't see if it was a tournament of power that'd be one thing cuz they they would know what they're getting themselves into yeah but to them it just looks like one part of a, one world or one part of a world or one uh, uh, a group is attacking the other group. Yeah. So they're just doing what they feel they should be doing. Uh-huh. Cause I, I come to, well, if I come to that scene with, with Avery, mm-hmm. it, ultimately she seems like in the end, she's having, she's having this one battle by herself, but then she realized she's being tricked. Right. And then an alliance is formed throughout right. there. Right, right. So, so she was she was like the first one in, in I believe in book one that like kind of like figured it out. That was like, right. wait right. a minute, like I'm not even supposed to be doing this, and why are we even fighting? Because I'm right. na- now I'm confused. Because in, in the beginning, all these different scenarios, of course, like like I talked about before, you saw all these singular battles that were pretty much happening, but necessarily those battles didn't need to happen. Right. Because it was like they, they were talking one minute and and one of the other uh, one of the villains was like, you know, well, you don't have a warrior that can match this person. And that person just appears. Yeah. And the other one was like, oh, really? I don't. And then Avery just appears. And when Avery appears, she's being attacked. Yeah. So, of course, she's going to defend herself. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, they don't even realize the, re- the why they're just doing it. Yeah. 
I I, I kind of formulated myself as a cosmic instigating. Right. Pretty you much. That, that pretty much. That's exactly what it is. Very well said. I'm, right. Wow. I should have thought about that myself. That's very well said. That's that's exactly what's going on. So so at one point, um, at what point did y'all because okay any creators uh one we gotta have trust in one another and the other one is the act of collaboration with somebody that you admire and you admire their work at what mm -hmm. point did y'all um think about joining forces as a guest editor with greg alise of Isnana for issue one so um i know uh well greg greg and i used to uh uh belong to the well we had projects with the same a publisher a long while ago and um uh we finally met at the schaumburg mm. uh uh what was what was that three years ago two years ago probably yeah 2019 yeah. or 2018 yeah. yeah i think i think it was 2019 mm -hmm. i think i think that's when it was so we finally met there and you know you can't you know how the the Black Indie Comic Creators Network, there's a lot of us, but it's still a small universe. Yeah. And there isn't too many people out there who don't know Greg in that universe. Yeah. And they may not know his name, but he they know he's the dude that never has a shirt on in all his pictures. That's what <laughs> Dwayne likes to Dwayne likes to uh 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 say that all the time. He never has a shirt on whenever. So <clears throat> I know he's an editor and I know he's good at what he does. So I asked him if he wanted to be, you know, be a part of this whole process and, and edit on. And he was, he was more than happy to come on board and, and Dwayne and him <clears throat> got together on the script. And, um, and, uh, you know, I, in my opinion, it only got better from there. Got you. So, um, how would you say, in, cre in the creation of a graphic novel, when you're actually combining all these issues together, what's the duration of the making of the book? It's got to be longer than a single issue. Oh, yeah, it's definitely. So you you, you got to figure, he had, Dwayne was getting, and he was getting artwork from them, and he was sending me some, and I would have, you know, uh, uh, edits for the artwork, some of the artwork, and he would send it back to them. So he had three different artists I would say probably on two different continents, if not three different continents, mm -hmm. um, sending him artwork all the time. So they're sending him artwork. He's sending some of it to me. We're talking about it. Right. It goes back to the artist for change. And some of these, you know, like certain parts of Africa, it ain't quick to get back to you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So he would have to give them the change. It would take a little while to get back to him. Um, and that's the way we, I mean, that was, it, that's the way it happens with everything, with colors, with everything. I mean, it was, Dwayne was definitely the helm. It's definitely his baby. But, you know, it was, it was, we spoke about it often. This is what's happening. This is what's right. going on. Uh, what do you think about this page? What do you think about that page? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? So it was, um, it was definitely, it was definitely a collaborative effort, but yeah, it took twice as long as it would take a, a, a regular book to get done. The only reason why it didn't take three times as long is because he had he had the artist working at the same time. Ah, okay. So, so he didn't have one finish and then the next one begin. Everybody so, had their individual books mm. 
and they were doing it at the same time. The colorists were doing it at the same time. Gotcha. The, uh, uh, you know, the person who did the uh, uh, letters was doing it at the same time. So, but it was a lot for him to take on by himself. I, I, I thoroughly have to admit that. That's why he said once he, once he's this, uh, uh, the book two is done, which it, it is done pretty much. But um, he said he's, he needs to take a break because this thing has been killing him. Yeah. So over the course of a year, how long did issue one take with like eight, eight months to a year? It took. Now, this is me just saying without really speaking to him. The project itself, he had the scripts and everything done on his other books well ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So even while his other projects were in Kickstarters with us, he was still working on this script. So this uh, the first one was two years in the making. Wow. Just with him writing the script and thinking of different things and, you know, oh, I was going to use this person, but I got rid of this person. I'm going to use that person now. Um, the second one, maybe not even half that time. Mm. So it, it has definitely been a process, but, you know, once we're done with the Kickstarter and everything like that, then he'll you know, he'll sit back for a minute and do some editing and, you know, we'll, 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 he'll sit. Yeah. He'll, he'll be in the back for, you know, he'll be the power behind the throne for a while while uh, uh, other people get other projects. We start getting some second editions and things like that out for everybody. Right now, now the panels in the book were dope. The colors are, uh, are amazing. And do you remember any, uh, like the, the, the artists that, that worked on this um, book one? Well, I know that, um, let's see, I know that Emma Jones, he did issue one, mm -hmm. Fredrickson, or, or Fredson Oliveira did book two, and Junior Arnaldo did book three. Mm. And you said basically the three of them span in between three continents. Yeah, because I know, uh, I know Emma Jones is in Africa. I know that. Wow. And um uh I think the other two might be in Brazil or one of them is in Brazil and the other one's in Mexico or something something like that. Man. Now and and the thing is even the communication of basically like reaching out to those people when you got to figure out changes and everything like that. Yeah. That's got to be crazy just to yeah, get that he, done. He he's definitely he's definitely better than me. Like I I I know <laughs> After I do these second editions, so it's like um, I um, uh, the, the, like I said, the second one for the last line is already written and it's already drawn. The colors have just finished, and we're moving to uh, 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 letters real soon. Mm -hmm. I am we're I'm I'm uh, um, joint publishing the second Avery the Astonishing with Wingless Comics. And speaking of Wingless, they just had uh, Justice Three come out for a uh, uh, Kickstarter today. So whoever's watching came out today, Brian Lambert came out today. Go ahead and go ahead and pledge to that. It's going to be all over our, uh, all over our social media tomorrow. But, um, um, so I'll be doing that with them. So it's, uh, I'm going to do the next, uh, a big crossover event and I'll, it will have even, even more, characters but it's going to be this crossover event is going to be based on we have like some what i like to call super backers yeah that we've had from the beginning so 
there's a a, a, a a young lady, I call her a young lady, we're both the same age, but um, there's a young lady that's backed and had three separate uh, 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 villains based off of her. Mm. So it, it's going to be that those three are going to try to make like a multiversal cataclysmic event happen. Mm. So that that's the, that's the, it's going to be called the tier is what it's going to be called. And that, um, that's interesting. Yeah. So that, that's the, that's the, that's the next one that it's going to have now. It could, that could be two years from now, but I'm just saying that I'm going to do that one, but I'm not using three separate artists. Right. And I'm not, you, you know, he, he's got me beat. He's definitely <laughs> got me beat with that. No, no, no. I'm going to use one person and just take my time getting it all done. But yeah, he's he's heads and heads and tails above me with that one. So uh, speaking of the artists, I saw on the back, uh, the back of the book, there's uh-huh. these te- there's these testimonials and they some of them are coming from the artists. Uh, right. Some of the artists described the scripts as challenging, but but it was a good, good amount of challenge because it definitely drove them to definitely put a guy a, a good amount of artwork into into these books. Yeah, you know, um, with any with any artist or with any anyone who, you know who writes scripts, anything creatively, you can kind of get used to getting by with a particular way of doing things. Yeah, you know, I draw this way. Most people like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure they're gonna love it. And then he would get some of the artwork, and he would you know call me or leave me an email and say, "Hey, man." I'm thinking something needs to be done here. What do you think? And I would look at it and be like, yeah, you can't, you know, you can't have detail like crazy on page six and they go to page seven and everybody looks, you know, damn near like stick figures or, or whatever the case may be. Right. There has to be, there has to be some consistency. So yeah, everybody, everybody got editorial notes. Everybody had to go back and do something. Everybody, you know, I mean, the way we look at it is every project we come out with is your calling card. Mm-hmm. So you don't come out with something like this. You don't come out with 140 pages worth of book if you're not uh, 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 ready for it to be a calling card mm-hmm. for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, for sure. there, there's no other indie comic company that has a trade book that big. Right. There's just, there's just not, not yet. I don't get me wrong. I'm sure it's going to happen, but I'm just saying not yet. So I, uh, uh, we had to be sure that we, you know, that we did the damn thing. And that, that was, that was, uh, that was part of the process. So you just can't, you know, give us anything and say, Hey, yeah, I think I'm done with that. No, 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 you're not. No, you're not. Go, (laughs) Go back, take a look at this, take a look at that. You know what I mean? Right. So when we get down to it, uh, end of issue one, there's this ultimate cliffhanger, uh, basically leading to the the separation of uh, Earth D and Earth L. Uh, as they as they are separate, they were coming together. Assassin and Wondrous meet Cataclysm, who's like the biggest life, uh, right. and they end up getting like getting summoned. They're, they're trying to basically bring Cataclysm down to their level and Cataclysm ain't having it and ultimately just like teleports their ass up out of there. <laughs> um, the last line basically have a reunion with their father um, uh-huh. at the end of issue one and ultimately somebody gets their bl- they brains blown out. I'm not going to tell you who. <laughs> right, <laughs> but, right. But um, how do you begin 
in issue two? Like, uh, do do the separate storylines continue, or do you start to see them merge a lot more? They start to merge. It's a uh, 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 it's not an immediate merge, but they start to merge because it's like um, the biggest part. No, I shouldn't say the biggest part, but one of the bigger parts of this is that uh, uh, the man upstairs from SF3 and uh, Lunatic from The Last Line mm-hmm. square off against each other because they're really similar. Right. And they see that in each other, but Lunatic is more worried about his his kids and SF3 is more worried about whether this guy's coming in to destroy my world. So right. once once that whole thing makes his way and some other people come in and start shedding some light on the things. It 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 all starts to meld together. Mm-hmm. And what Dwayne wasn't afraid to do was to uh like um he wasn't afraid to let some people be dispatched with. Which I expected to happen. Like uh I, I wanna relate it to um What's that DC animated movie they just came out with not long ago? Uh, oh, Dark, uh, Dark, Dark, Dark Side, Side War. Apocalypse. Yeah, Dark uh, Apocalypse, Dark Side War. Right. Yep. You remember how people were just dropping? Left and, and right. I didn't expect that. I'll be honest with you. I didn't expect that. So this is that way. Mm. Dwayne was like, you know, if these all these people met, yeah, certain people wouldn't make it out of it. Yeah, so, every everybody in the storyline is dangerous. So right. I can right. more so think amongst themselves that epically, as far as the battles are concerned, and a lot of the action that's going to be brought out throughout the books, somebody finna go. Right. <laughs> it, it, it's 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 uh I like the the subtlety of. I like the subtlety of some of the uh uh see uh, it's like. When the two main villains are talking about, okay, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to set this up this way, we're going to set it up that way, and then that'll put us on a celestial level. Right. Because they know they have to do certain things to be on that level. Mm-hmm. And then Kasai, the creator, who is a celestial, shows yeah. up. Now, normally, the two, those two bad guys have all kinds of things to say. Mm-hmm. She shows up, everybody's quiet. Yeah. She sits back and watches how things happen and then interjects where she feels she needs to. But nobody really challenges her to start out with. Mm. So is I like the way he did things like that. The subtle things that let you realize, like, when they change, when, uh, well, yeah, it's in book one. When, yeah. when, uh, uh, um, when they start to pit the last line against one another and he's coming right at his dad and his dad throws down his stuff and just closes his eyes. Like, well, this is the way I'm supposed to go out. Yeah. This is what's supposed to happen. And then he opens his eyes and he's down at Kasai's right there. She's like the avenging angel, but other than cataclysm really ain't nobody else around doing much of, you know, and something, something else that's great about having some, the type of creators we have, in our group, whether it be uh, 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 
whether it be uh, Elijah Manning or whether it be Charles or whether it be Dwayne or whether it be Amber or Krishan or Frost or whoever or Richard or whoever is they'll challenge me on like they we challenge each other on our uh, on our characters. Mm. So one of the characters in there is Poncho. Right. And I say he's like he's like if if Dr. Manhattan was black and had a special forces background. <laughs> Dwayne, it took me and Dwayne had went back and forth about that for at least two weeks. Mm-hmm. Cause he was like, dude, do you have any idea how powerful Dr. Manhattan is? I said, yeah, I know exactly how yeah. powerful Dr. Manhattan is, but that still doesn't mean, I mean, they came up with him over here. That doesn't right. mean I can't come up with something like this over there. Right. So it it's, it's, Having that, having that, um, 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 having that back and forth, having somebody to push you is just what makes us better. It's what makes a a project like this comes out of an indie studio our size. Mm. That's what it does. Now and that's the that's the kind of projects we want to be a part of. Just like Nightfall between us and Wingless Comics, you don't want it. I. I, for myself, or for any of the creatives involved with Constant Hustle, don't want to be a part of something that isn't, you know, pushing the boundaries. Right. So I'm not trying to say it has to be a multiversal, you know, with the stars fighting the stars and the planets whipping back and forth. And that's not what I'm saying. But it has to push the genre somehow. Mm -hmm. It It has to have a reason for being. Yeah. Or else, why are you wasting your time doing it? Because, I mean, it's not like we're sitting in the Constant Hustle Comics offices all day ordering sushi for lunch, trying to just come up with ideas. Yeah. This is me at work, uh, my day job, um, writing up uh, 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 stuff during my lunch break, calling Mm -hmm. somebody, waiting for my artist in, in the Philippines, to wake up in the morning, get the pages I sent them, do it at night. And then when I wake up in the morning, I check, you know, I check it to say, okay, changes, change that changes and send it back to, I mean, these, I take time away from my family for this. So I'm not just doing this. This is something I love to do. So, you know, why, why just do it? Why just, you know, do it arbitrarily. This is something that, you know, like, the type of stuff we want to do is the type of stuff we want. It's legacy building type stuff. Dope. Uh, inevitably, in within this cliffhanger and how it's going to shape issue two, mm-hmm. uh, with with Cataclysm basically being the the universal balancer mm-hmm. in this in this in this big story, is there anybody out there? that can negotiate with them or do they have to convince someone of a type like Kasai mm-hmm. to actually speak with him in ordinance to how we can balance, bring things back to the light or inevitably does it lead to crude and Lord Omegas to basically have everybody turn on them and how so, does that happen? I, I, all I'll say is it has something to do with crude and Lord Omegas Mm-hmm. But it's more their arrogance than anything else. Gotcha. Is what leads is what leads further to issue number two. 
It's more of them, you know, it's putting the cart before the horse type mm. thing. So, um, uh, it's, it's <laughs> an event like this, all it, all it does, I should say all it does. One of the things it does is it pushes the individual writers of the individual characters. Right. So now after like, after, uh, 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 after issue number two of the last line, I have to think even more about issue number three now, because it goes issue number one, issue number two, it goes eviction bellum book one and two, and now issue number three of the last line. Mm. So I have to take what happened in the first two books and eviction bellum and figure out where everybody's at for book three. Right. So Kasai, after the first issue is done, which is which is being done right now, it's going to be the first issue, then eviction bellum, then Kasai issue two. So mm. Amber has to think, okay, where's my character at now? What is she doing? What is she thinking? So all that has to happen. So even for Poncho, Richard Hahn, who does Poncho and Cisco, Poncho and Cisco are in Eviction Bellum, but their first book is being done right now. Right. So after their first book is Eviction Bellum, and then issue number two comes after that. Wow. So it pushes us all to be better. It it also pushes you to know your characters. Know their why, their true why. And this is something that um, I've known, but uh, Brian Lambert from Wingless Comics hit it home for me more. <clears throat> Your character has to be more than uh, a catchphrase and, you know, uh, uh, some street slang or whatever the case may be. A yeah. flashy outfit and this and that and that and this. There has to be a why behind that. Right. So for the last line, their why is to help their father get past the death of their mother. Mm -hmm. That's their why. And they've come into these powers during that process. So now they have to learn to be the type of family they are now and to fill in those hero slots that are empty. Mm hmm. Poncho's the same thing. Poncho has to realize that now he has all this power. And with Poncho, it's he has PTSD from everything he's seen. So imagine somebody with the power of Dr. Manhattan, but has PTSD. Right. So they're in a crowd, and all of a sudden something triggers them from what they, you know, what they've seen. And if you don't have your powers in check, you could blink and take out everybody in the two mile radius. Yeah, uh, so, sort of in uh, the way. What is it? Uh, remember in Logan when Professor X would have his seizures? Exactly, it's that type of situation. So it's we're more interested in the why than the how, mm. because the how. To me, the how is easy. Right. And your how really doesn't have to be explained. True. It could be very vague. You could say, you know, uh, somebody came up with a serum, like Captain America, mm -hmm. gave it to my man, and now all of a sudden my man can, you know, he's strong and can knock buildings in half. Yeah. But the question is why? Mm -hmm. Why, why, why would he even put himself in that situation? 
Yeah. Because if you woke up tomorrow knowing you could break a building in half just by hitting it, me, myself, I'd probably find a place where nothing is around me and just be sitting there like, what the hell am I going to do now? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you could try to go pet a dog and kill it because you don't realize how strong you are. Yeah, you don't know your own strength. Try to pick up your kids and launch your child into space or something like, you know what I'm saying? So you got to, you got to, the why is a lot more important than anything is. Mm. So this book, the why is the biggest deal. And the why is what pushed the story. Not the how, but the why. Mm. Why is this person like this? Why is that person like that? And then they realize it within themselves as the book is going along. Got you. So at the end of issue two, uh -huh. uh, amidst having all of these characters within this universe, mm -hmm. and I, you've kind of touched on it a little bit, that basically you're writing the last line, and mm -hmm. it's going to have to connect the eviction bellum uh, mm -hmm. insistently going forward is mm -hmm. every everybody's storyline whether it's their first issue where they're they're beginning or better yet how it's going to interject in their next couple of issues all of it connects to eviction bellum all of it connects to eviction. every character that's in eviction bellum either in their book in their book it's going to say uh uh be or ab so it's uh, before eviction or after eviction. So that'd be AE, I'm sorry. AE, gotcha. So it's either, yeah, it's BE or AE. That That's what it's gonna say in the book. So you'll be able to, and we'll come out with that. You'll be able to see a symbol that you're gonna be able to tell, okay, this was before this, this was after this, because we want consistency and coherence through the whole thing. So right. you'd be able to go, you know, let's say three years from now, you'll be able to take one character's story and read it from where it started all the way to where it is at that moment. And that's our, that our, our, we have an amazing group of storytellers and that's what they want to do. This, nobody's in this just to sell flashy art. Mm -hmm. Everybody's in it. We want to tell stories. We want to tell great stories. And that's, that's what the whole, that, that's why having people like we have helps us keep everybody grounded and coherent and tracking that through the books. All mm. right. This is the arc of this. This is the arc of that. This is the arc of, you know what I'm saying? And that's our, that's our, you know, that's one of the things we try to do. And we're, we're, um, we're also going to try to help other people as they want to, cause we know other people want to write and yeah. other people want to create themselves. Yeah. So we're we're trying to we're going to try to focus some of our attention on that as well. Mm. So uh, being how it's May, um, mm -hmm. and this Kickstarter, of course, uh, goes into effect at the end of May. What mm -hmm. is the what does the rest of twenty twenty two look like for Constant Hustle Comics? So um, the rest of twenty twenty two looks like we have we had a mini uh, issue compilation come out last year. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to have another one come out this year. So that's, let's say, four separate heroes. Each one of them gets four or five pages. So that's going to be about 20 pages. It's going to be all digital. Gotcha. So it's the last line, number two, coming out. It's the mini compilation coming out. It should be, uh, I shouldn't say should be. It will be uh, 
Poncho and Cisco coming out. Mm-hmm. And then it will be Kasai coming out as well. So we still got four, four books coming out. Damn. All in 2022. All in 2022, baby. Oh, man. So uh, basically, in conclusion, um, the Kickstarter comes out May 27th. May so, 27th. So, uh, of course, uh, we're talking about another another 70 pages that you're looking to drop on us uh, for about for about a month. Brother, I wish you well in this book because I was fascinated by the first one. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get fascinated again by the next one. And Thank it, you so much. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's, it's always a pleasure to talk with you. As actually, it, it it was a pleasure to meet you for the first time when we got to meet each other in Philly last year. Right? So, Are you going back this year? I'm going back to Black Label Comic Con this year. When it, when, it, when it does happen, I will absolutely be there. So, yeah. o- other than that, this is James Grandmaster Facts Voice, Lawrence King from Constant Hustle Comics, and we are out. Mm-hmm.